of Paul to Timothy um, on instructions concerning prayer. What's not in here is that every time we sing, we pray twice. <laughs> the reading is on page 196, Timothy, one, uh, Timothy 2. For that I urge the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone. For kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Jesus Christ himself, human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested to at the right time. For this, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is the story of faith and faithful struggle. Thanks be to God. And loving God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. And may we, like Samuel, cry out and say, Speak, Lord, for we are listening. The scripture today is a pastoral letter. It's a letter coming from a pastor to his congregation explaining the way to pray. It's a pastoral letter. It's a caring letter. A letter that is caring for a congregation and encouraging them to care for their community. And what's interesting about this is that it's not a prescriptive type of message. It's not a message that says, this is how you pray. Here's the formula for the perfect prayer, or here's the words you should say. It's not prescriptive. It's a different kind of instruction. It's an instruction that comes with intention that says, you should pray for these people. And the first thing that is said is, you should pray for everyone. And then the, the, more, the more directed instruction comes to pray for leaders. How is your prayer life? You pray when you come to church, right? You come and pray together the Lord's Prayer. And we pray for each other for our concerns and our celebrations. But do you pray every day? Do you thank God every day? Do you invite God into your life every single day, knowing that the love that surrounds you is love itself? Do you pray for your leaders? It's an interesting question. Some of us pray with every breath. And like Carol said, singing is praying twice, right? <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to pray. It brings us into alignment with God, with love, with what love is doing in this world, and it's so important. And that's where the second piece of this becomes a little bit more challenging. 
pray for our leaders. But wait a minute, I don't agree with our leaders. Or maybe you do, or maybe, maybe there's someone who you think did a good job and someone else who didn't do such a good job. Praying for our leaders? You think about what was really happening back in this time when the Roman, the Roman Empire were the leaders that they're talking about. When the Roman Empire were the people that were being asked to be prayed for. And you think about some of the situations that might have arisen back then, you know, things that, that might have been really difficult. You better stay in line or you'll be arrested. You better stay in line or you would be separated from your family. And then, of course, that makes us think about some things that are happening today where families are being separated at our borders and wondering why our leaders aren't taking care of that. And then you wonder, well, my goodness, this prayer that we're called to do must be a prayer for them to straighten things out. But God tells us not to judge. And the author of this letter tells us that our prayers for our leaders will bring peace and calm. And that we should do them with piety and dignity. But sometimes, especially nowadays, our prayers need to be followed up with action. Our prayers need to be prayers of let's straighten things out. Let's take care of this world that we are called to steward. And so how do we do that? How do we reconcile all of that? I would say that it's by trust. By, there's, a, there's a thing that some people say. It's like give it up. Get, no, give. Something like give it up and give it to God. I'm not one of those people because I can't seem to say it. <laughs> but, but the idea is that, that we, we release our burdens to God, which that I do, do. And so to trust God with some of these situations that are going on in our world that are so troubling, I think is the answer. I think that when we pray and we say to God, God, you take care of this, when we trust all of this to God, but then... The trick is that we have to listen so that when God is answering those prayers by saying, yes, I am answering your prayer and I want you to go out and you to be my hands and feet in this world and to take action for justice in this world. So the prayer that we pray is not one directing someone else to do so, or directing God to make someone else do something, to stand up straight, to do, do the thing that needs to be done. There's a woman who was in a church I served previously who was sort of in charge of the prayer ministry. Her name was Betty. She was wonderful, but she would always, her prayer time involved telling God exactly what to do. <laughs> you know, this is the situation, God, and this is how you're going to fix it. Betty would say. And it would make me laugh because Betty was just, you know, so strong in her prayer. But she was also a person who understood humility and understood trust in God and had deep and deep abiding faith. Her words just came out a little different. That idea of trust and humility is important. You might know by now that I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> and one of the Star Wars movies includes the princess, someone who was very dignified, held herself in a very regal way, realizing that she could not defend her planet herself, that it could not happen just with her people, who were very intellectual and dignified and lived above ground and carried themselves in a certain way. And so she went to the ruler of the other part of the planet, the other world, the world that was below the ocean, 
and she went to him and he was not dignified. He was a, one of those animatronic types of characters that was very sloppy and obese and when he would shake his jowls, spit would fly in every direction. And, and so it, it seemed like, you know, maybe not the kind of leader that we would, we, that we would revere. But Princess Amidala went to this leader and she not only asked for his help, she bowed before him in humility. And this is my point, that humility is as much a part of our prayers and a part of our leader's world and, and the necessity of one who is a leader that this humility was incredibly important. In this movie, it goes on that this other leader begins to laugh. He wasn't laughing at her. He wasn't even laughing with her. He was laughing in pure joy that she had come and offered herself in this way, realizing that they had to work together. And it was a wonderful thing. Leaders have the most incredibly challenging tasks. And sometimes it's really easy for us to throw stones and say, you know, somebody's not doing something right. Oftentimes, leaders are faced with incredibly difficult challenges, and we can't even begin to imagine what that feels like. We can imagine how it impacts us and how we feel about it. But when we are called to pray for our leaders, I think we are called to pray for them from a place of humility and trusting God and praying in a supportive way for them. Not, certainly not supporting um, things that are unjust, but supporting a person in leadership that they might hear God, that they might too act in humility. One thing you might know about me by now is that I'm, I'm really a Methodist. I really love this connectional system. I'm really a loyal person. When our bishop came to town yesterday, I was there. I was there to honor his presence. When our district superintendent walks into the room, I stand up and greet him. I am that kind of a person that really respects authority. You might remember a few years ago, there was a bumper sticker that people had that said, question authority. And I think that that's a valid response. In many cases, we should question authority and we should stand up against unjust systems. But at the same time, we should be respectful. And I hope that in your prayers, you are always praying for Taesung Kang, our district superintendent, and for Sudarshana Devadar. A specific prayer you might pray for Bishop Suda is that um, in light of all the changes that are happening in the Methodist movement right now and the upcoming general conference, one of the proposals that has come out has said that in, in, if there is a real shakeup that bishops will be asked to stay in place for an additional two years. So Bishop Suda is planning to retire next year. So it's possible that that will all be thrown out the window in, in favor of this new course. And that's something that we wouldn't know if he didn't choose to share it with us. He shared with us this opportunity for us to pray, this opportunity for us to support him. Because being a leader is hard. It's hard whether you're the leader of a, a tiny little concern or a great big concern. Being a parent is hard. That's a kind of leader, right? But when we have that trust and that humility in our prayers, we can let go of those stones. Did you hear that part of the prayer? 
when we're so ready to stone someone for, for a decision that we don't agree with, we can let go of those stones and pray for them instead. You can only imagine that in the time that this was written, that their leadership, their, the, what they were talking about, was those Romans. And that maybe that that was an awful difficult thing. But there has to be some structure in our world, right? There is some structure, but whether it's in the family, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the business world or the political world, it's what holds us together. So certainly we can pray for that structure even if we disagree with this or that candidate. So as we embark on this new political season where there's bound to be opportunities to disagree with a candidate or disagree with a leader, let's instead pray for them. Pray for everyone. You'll notice that further down in the passage, it talks about this being integral to our understanding of the fact that God is the one who saves us. God is the ultimate authority. And that's so important for us to share that knowledge with everyone, for us to understand that everyone is involved in that, not just the people we agree with. So let's do that. As we enter this political season, let us pray with humility for our leaders. Pray for their humility. Pray with trust in our God. Pray that they might trust God as well to guide their steps. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Amen.